Good evening, IT entrepreneurs, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Joe Panettieri, content czar for AfterNines.com. Thanks for joining us here each Tuesday night at 9.01 Eastern and sometimes in between. Before I introduce tonight's guest, I'd like to thank tonight's sponsor, Matthew Brenneman, attorney at law. From startup to sale, reach out to Matthew Brenneman for the legal guidance your business needs. Dial 781-631-1690. That's 781-631-1690. Now, on to podcast episode 7, part 1 of my conversation with Boundary CEO Gary Reed. Gary will describe the evolving world of cloud monitoring, plus some new developments involving Amazon cloud management. And check back for podcast episode 8, where Gary Reed offers tips for raising venture capital. Gary, how you been? Hey, Joe. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. Now, you are at the AWS reInvent conference. What's the energy there? Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, well, this is our third year we've been at this conference, and it's uh, it's kind of crazy. The uh, the growth that we've seen at this conference is uh, is incredible. Um, I think they were talking about thirteen and a half thousand people, up from about nine thousand last year, up from uh, you know maybe two or three thousand in the uh, in the first year. So uh, yeah, just a super super conference. You know, really successful for us so far, and. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, innovation and simplicity really is the uh, the theme of the day for everybody. Well, it sounds great. Now, you and I, um, I know we've spoken off and on for years now. We were actually at AWS uh, together two years ago. I think we were both looking at each other saying, oh, my God, the market's coming. Here it comes, here it comes, and here we are two years later, and boom, the, the market is here. For our listeners, before we get into the news you announced at uh, AWS reInvent, tell us first, refresh our uh, listeners' memory. Where is Boundary's market focus? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so Boundary is, uh, is an application and infrastructure monitoring solution. Uh, we deliver uh, as, a, uh, as a SaaS platform. Um, and we particularly focus around customers that are running um, or looking to run uh, modern applications in modern environments. Um, and what we mean by that, that uh, it could be a cloud environment, for instance. Uh, it could be environments where they're making use of processes, things like uh, DevOps or agile development, but where the speed and pace of innovation and change is, uh, is, is far, far more rapid than it was in, uh, in, in yesteryear. Um, and those environments are looking for you know, new types of monitoring solutions, and that's where, uh, that's where Boundary comes in. Okay, now what is Boundary? We're going to get into the deeper details of the Boundary solution, but, but let's fast forward right to the announcement. What are you announcing at the show? Yeah, so, uh, so what we've announced at the show is a, a brand new offering, a brand new service uh, from Boundary, um, which is uh, called uh, simply Boundary for AWS. So uh, clearly we're not uh, too inventive on our naming. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it's essentially what the other uh, service is, is uh, enables a customer to plug Boundary right into their AWS platform. You just give, uh, you just give us read-only credentials. We discover all of the different services that you're running, all of the different monitoring metrics that are being collected on those services. And we start to pull those, uh, those metrics back into the Boundary solution. Um, and so they could be, uh, they could be, you know, simple EC2 services. It could be billing services. It could be elastic load balancing services across all of the different uh, AWS services. Just plug it in, and it's up and uh, up and going. 
So, so if I'm a customer, say I'm a, say I work for uh, an enterprise. I'm a senior IT guy or gal at an enterprise with a deep voice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, how, what exactly does the service allow me to do that I couldn't do before with the base AWS offering? I mean, AWS has a dashboard, so to speak, but you guys are doing uh, something far and above that. Yeah, absolutely. AWS does a really good job and they continue to do a good job of instrumenting their services mm-hmm. and uh, they continue to uh, to add more to that and I'm sure we'll see more announcements this week on uh, on CloudWatch which is the AWS uh, you know monitoring capability. Um but uh, you know we've seen our customers and uh, you know number one request is that they want to be able to combine their AWS metrics with uh, with non-AWS metrics. And mm-hmm. so they may be running non-AWS applications, or they may be running some on-prem or in another cloud, other parts of their, uh, of their business, and they want to be able to combine everything together into a single, uh, into a single place. So that's the first and uh, probably the biggest uh, you know, requirement, uh, the biggest difference of what Boundary can provide. Um, but then we also provide tons of other things like, you know, real-time, dynamically updated graphing, um, longer, you know, data retention. So customers may want to stay store their data longer than the week or two weeks that you get by standard with AWS. Um, a more uh, intuitive uh, user interface, uh, the ability to create custom dashboards, share those dashboards across the uh, across the environment, you know, particularly with collaboration being the name of the game in uh, in these modern uh, DevOps environments. So lots and lots of different uh, you know pieces that uh, that we add to the uh, to the basic um, AWS capabilities. Got it. So you know, I bet you a lot of our listeners uh, are familiar. You know, they've probably tracked me blogging in terms of IT management over the years, and they've tracked your career. Previously, uh, you built, expanded, and and sold Nimsoft to CA CA Technologies, um, and that was that was in the IT monitoring game. But but how does your current focus differ from that past focus? How does the current boundary market opportunity different from the classic IT monitoring opportunity? Yeah, well, I, th- I think as uh, as IT itself goes through uh, you know different evolutions. Um, where you know we went from uh, you know very much today we're in this kind of modern very rapid mobile cloud uh, world, then you know what we look to do with Boundary uh, uh, that was very very different than what we were doing with Nimsoft is first deliver this as a pure SaaS offering, so no cu- no uh, you know no software for the customer to uh, to deal with no upgrades for the customer to deal with. It's a uh, 100% pure multi-tenanted uh, SaaS offering. Um, and second is the, uh, is the frequency of the data collection, processing, and updating. Mm-hmm. Where in, in uh, you know, prior years, maybe five-minute thresholds were fine, or even one-minute uh, you know, monitoring intervals were fine, where you'd go collect a piece of data every minute. But today, it's, uh, it, you know, things are happening far too quickly for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with Boundary, right from the beginning, we've always said we want to collect data um, every single second, process that data in real time, um, and give the customer the insights back through both user interface and through APIs uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. So you know, literally within a couple of seconds of something happening in their environment, they're seeing the insights of that data being processed by Boundary and given back to the customer. 
You're not just focused on Amazon, correct? Aren't you uh, able to monitor and or help uh, companies to manage multiple third-party clouds? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we also uh, have a partnership as part of the Google Compute um, Cloud. You'll also find us on the uh, the Rackspace uh, Marketplace and the Rackspace Cloud, and the same with uh, you know Microsoft with Azure and uh, and others. Um, and for us, it's uh, that kind of heterogeneity, um, that kind of uh, the ability for us to stay agnostic um, of whichever cloud uh, or combination of cloud environments that the customer chooses. That's part of uh, that's probably what, part of why you come to an independent vendor like uh, you know like Boundary. Mm -hmm. um, if you're one hundred percent, everything you do is all in Amazon and only ever using Amazon services, and you're never going to be uh, looking at anything else. You know, then you know maybe the value proposition starts to uh, you know starts to uh, you know lessen somewhat of coming to boundary. But uh, but we don't find many customers are like that. We find many many customers uh, using one cloud. They'll start using another. There may be cost advantages. There may be performance advantages. There may be uh, service advantages, and uh, and ultimately the customer wins. The uh, you know cloud competition is good for the uh, is good for the end user. Good for the end user. Good for you as well, without a doubt. Now, if you were going to recap for us, what have been some of the highlights at a boundary this year so far in 2014? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, part of, uh, you know, we continue to move our technology forward at, uh, at an incredible rate. Um, and it's one of the things that, uh, that I learned, actually, when I joined the company uh, two, and a half, uh, two and a half years ago now, is when you're only offering a SaaS service, um, uh, and that's the only method of delivery that you have, and you don't have on-premise software or different versions to support, that your pace of development and your pace of innovation is, uh, can be quite incredible. Um, and what I mean by that is that you know, we can write a brand new service, uh, we can write that service maybe in a couple of weeks, and we can push it immediately into production, and suddenly all of our customers have access to that service. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've seen situations you know, with Boundary where a customer may call us up about a slight uh, you know, bug in the user interface. You know, we'll, pass that, uh, we'll pass that into our dev team. They'll fix the bug. They'll push the uh, fix into production, and by the uh, by the end of the same day, the uh, the bug is uh, resolved, and the customer is uh, is fine again. Um, so that's one of the things is uh, you know is really that pace of innovation and development uh, that uh, you just can't match it. If you're delivering on-premise software and you've got a, a legacy of customers running on-premise software, it's just impossible to uh, to compete with that. Um, and then from a, uh, you know, from a product perspective, some of the big innovations or the big uh, additions, I should say, to what we've been delivering this year is this whole set of uh, application and other technology-based plugins on top, of the, uh, on top of the core agent technology. Um, and so we have uh, you know, large numbers of these from you know, technologies like HAProxy or Memcache to uh, NoSQL databases like, uh, you know, like Mongo or Redis to you know, web engines like Nginx, you know, middleware like RabbitNQ, uh, a whole series of different plugins that we continue to add to um, and uh, deliver to customers so they get complete technology coverage of their, uh, of their entire stack. You know, it's amazing as you talk about these stacks. If, if you rewind a decade ago, we were basically, life was getting easier. We had Windows servers and Linux servers and maybe some Unix, and we had Windows desktops. And, and now it seems like there's, you know, <laughs> 
dozens of different uh, desktop and mobile platforms. And now, to your point, all these different database standards, uh, NoSQL standards, et cetera. It uh, sounds like you've got your hands full with all these different plugins. Are you able to stay ahead of the curve? We are. We are. And uh, we invest a, a huge amount of engineering uh, time and, uh, and effort into getting the, uh, the underlying architecture, uh, the underlying foundation very, very solid. Um, and so part of that with us is our agent technology. Um, and I mentioned before that we collect one second, uh, we collect data at one second intervals. And one of the reasons that we can do that and uh, just about nobody else can is because we invest a huge amount of resource into developing and uh, constantly uh, enhancing the, uh, the agent that we use to, uh, to collect that data. It's written in C, it's optimized for performance, um, whereas if you take uh, you know, maybe a competitor's agent that's written in Python, Ruby, or another high-level language, you start trying to collect data at, uh, at high uh, resolution with that, and it ends up just crushing the server instances that, mm. it's, uh, that it's sitting on. And so by investing a lot in that underlying uh, you know, capabilities, then it means that actually these application platforms, that uh, the plugins, as we call them, that sit on top of that, are actually relatively easy for us to, uh, to do. Um, and uh, you know, we'll often do them for free for a customer. Mm -hmm. If a customer comes to us and they say, oh, you know, for instance, we're doing a Cassandra one right now. A customer came to us and said, we'd like Cassandra. And so we started to talk to the data stacks folks. They gave us, um, they gave us, uh, you know, some pointers into how to collect data and what data collect from Cassandra. And then within uh, within a couple of weeks, we'll have that uh, plugin available and uh, ship into customers. Good to hear. Hey, now tell me, um, I want to rewind a little bit and connect the dots between your previous stop and your and your current business. You know, in the old days, quote unquote, when you when you sold uh, NimSoft to CA. You really focused on a traditional software licensing model, sort of enterprise software sales into the mid-market and or uh, mid-market service providers. Um, as soon as you got involved in Boundary, one thing I was impressed with is, is you finally, you personally, I think, learned the word freemium. And I think you always knew it, but I think it was never really part of your vocabulary. W when did you come around to freemium? And boy, are you mastering at this point? Because it seems like you guys are, are rocking and rolling with the whole freemium effort. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, it's something we actually looked at doing at uh, at NimSoft, um, and you know, trying to come out with a uh, an entry level offering, a uh, lower cost uh, or a free type of offering, but uh, but the product was never really architected that way in the first place. And so when you start to try to take things away from a product right. um, that's never you know built in that way in the first place, and it becomes a very difficult thing to uh, to do. Um, now, the great thing about Boundary right from the day that I joined is that uh, the engineering team uh, had already uh, you know, built the, uh, the product with the free model in mind. Uh, the fact that it's very, very easy to, uh, to, to turn it on, to get up and running. Uh, the fact that uh, you, know, you can do all of that from the website. You never have to talk to anybody. You never have to uh, you know, communicate with a sales rep. Um, and actually on our new website now, you can even buy the product directly from the website. So, you know, this whole process for a customer now is so, so easy. You know, come to the website, 
put in your details, you're immediately dropped into the product live. Uh, it takes you about a minute to install agent technology. You're seeing that data live. And then if you actually want to go ahead and buy, you can go back to the website, put your credit card in and buy, and you can complete that whole process in you know, five to 10 minutes if you want it to. Um, and that's what customers want. You know, nobody's got time to do you know, six-month evaluations of software products anymore because their infrastructure is changing faster than that. You know, they need to make quick decisions. They want things instantly available, download it, get it now. Oh, okay, it's a development project, so I want to just run the free version of that. Now I'm moving my development project into production. Great, now I'll upgrade uh, into, the, uh, into the paid version. And so, yes, the free, uh, the free offering is, uh, is, going, uh, is going really very, very well. Yeah, I had a hunch. I had a hunch. Hey, one final question. Tell me a little bit about your year-end strategy. What, what are the big um, remaining milestones you're hoping to achieve this year? And then give us a sneak peek at 2015 without revealing any big company secrets, unless you really want to. Uh, where do you think you'll be going in 2015? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we've just gone through a process actually of uh, of uh, re uh, you know rearchitecting some of our back end infrastructure. Uh, these are not things that customers ever see. It's sort of the uh, the engine behind the other uh, product, and we're moving on to an open TSDB and HBase uh, infrastructure, um, and that will give us uh, incredible uh, new new um, you know uh, foundation to build new capabilities on top of uh, what we've already been doing. Um, you know, we uh, we want to move into uh, you know really producing advanced alerting for customers. Um, but what I mean by that is not just, you know, threshold-based alerting, looking at, uh, you know, when things, you know, change or when things go over a threshold. We do that today. That's relatively straightforward to do. But we actually want to start to understand problem signatures and look at many, many different, different metrics at the same time and look at not just the metric, but the second derivative of the metric. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not just looking, hey, is my CPU X, uh, X busy? I'm actually looking, how is my CPU changing? And how quickly is it changing? Or how is my processor queue length changing? And then starting to combine those things together so that we can produce these problem signatures for customers and then show customers, instead of just showing the metrics and, and alerts, actually start to tell customers, hey, it looks like you've got a bottleneck issue with your CPU on this particular uh, cluster caused by this particular issue, and here's what to, uh, here's what to do about it. Um, but to do that, you know, Joe, and, and why I keep talking about architecture and infrastructure a lot, to do that, you have to be able to collect, process, store, and analyze data at very, very high resolution. Mm-hmm. And so that's where this, uh, this one-second data really starts to come in. Because if I'm looking at something at a one-minute interval, then you know, so much has happened during that one minute that it's almost a pointless uh, exercise. You know, I need to look at data real time. I need to be able to process that data and get insights onto that data in, uh, in real time as well. Good to know. Now, uh, just one final follow-up. That 2015 question, anything at the top of the list in terms of uh, what you've absolutely got to deliver on next year? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, I think there's two things for us, one of which is this, uh, um, you know, advanced anomaly detection and alerting capabilities. 
Uh, I think that's one of the big things that uh, that we wish to be delivering uh, against, and uh, you'll see us do some of that later. Uh, later, um, you know, later this year, we'll start to pick off pieces of that, and early uh, early next year as well. Um, and then the second is this uh, is this diagnostic capability. So not just what the problem is, but then how to uh, how to solve that problem. Um, and that's the two big things. You know, we, we, we're honestly, we're not trying to produce a, just another monitoring solution. Right. We're not trying to produce another Nagios or another Graphite or another Xenos or one of those monitoring solutions. You know, we're trying to use this data to leapfrog over that and try to answer the customer's question of what's wrong and how to fix it as opposed to providing the customer with a whole bunch of uh, metrics that they need to you know, stare, at, uh, stare at charts and graphs and use their, uh, use their tribal knowledge to try to figure out what, uh, what they mean. Well, Gary, I look forward to the continued updates as you uh, strive to hit those milestones next year. And thank you also for calling in from uh, AWS reInvent. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time today. All right. Thanks a lot, Joe. And thanks again to our sponsor. From startup to sale, reach out to attorney at law Matthew Brenneman, 781-631-1690. And remember to join us every Tuesday night at 901 Eastern for Good Evening IT Entrepreneurs. I'm Joe Panateri, signing off for AfterNines.com.